brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey everyone, it's your DM Michael here, and we need your help. We're at the point now where we've had episodes out for about a year, and we are looking to change up, add a few things, and we need your help. Yes, you, the listener, we need your help. We are looking to jazz up critical hits and critical misses in our attacks. And for that, we want clever ideas, fun things, unusual things that we can use on a random cycle for critical hit effects. For example, if someone has a critical hit on an arrow shot, I want to be able to pull out some cool thing like the arrow launches, and as it happens, a random fluke of magic comes in, doubling, tripling the number of arrows as they lance into the target. And the effect being that the attack does an extra 1d6 of damage, or 1d8 of damage, or something along those lines. And for that, we're coming to you. So if you have any clever ideas, fun things that you think might be interesting, go ahead and reach out to us on Facebook or on Instagram. Let us know what your idea is, and if we use it, we'll make sure to tag you in the episode as well. Thank you all for your help. We're looking forward to adding this up in 2021 as the new year approaches. Thank you all very much for listening, and hey, let's get on with the episode. So you guys currently, if you're looking at the map, at the very top of the triangle, right where the two rivers meet, that's where the hill giant area is. What you've got to do is either come down and then cross the river or cross the river where you are and then come down on the far side from where the goblins are. And you're meeting the company of soldiers right around where the river bends, but on the side that's opposite the goblin-controlled territories. Yes. Yes, you want to cross the river first, I believe, and get out of the goblin territory before we try to stop. If we can, if there's a good place to cross. Okay, if you guys want to find a good place to cross, uh, how about you give me perception or nature or survival? You could try to talk to the shaman and see if he knows any good spots. Lots of options. Uh, Velik just finds a spot and gets rope and crosses. So the river, as you begin to leave the rocky terrain behind and come back down to one of the riverbanks where you feel you can try to start getting crossed, you realize that this river is much faster flowing than the other one, seems to be much deeper, and has a far more 
rocky bed to the river itself. If you were attempting to swim across it, there's every chance, if you are not a strong swimmer, that you would get swept powerfully down the stream, which would put you further and further away from where your appointment is. If you trying to cross it uh, other than at a ford or at a bridge or using some kind of trees or headed further south, it's going to cause a significant problem. These are going to be, mechanically, it'll be very hard a DC checks trying to get across this river. I rolled a 23 persuasion to get them to tell us the safest way across the river. <laughs> to persuade the river? <laughs> no, the common. And, yes. So as you talk to the shaman with your 20, what was it again? 23 persuasion. 23 persuasion. He tells you that if you persuade Proceed due south and keep to the edge of the river. Right as it begins to bend back around, there actually are two rock bluffs that at some point in the past, somebody built a wooden bridge that spans the gorge at that point. And if you all were trying to cross, that might be a good point. He saw the bridge when he was a young giant. He's now much, much older, but it should be still there, or at least the spot where it happened could still be there. I relay this to the group. Well, that's a good starting point. That would be an excellent place to set up security. There is likely a goblin contingent there. So we'll send Maeve on point. Yes, send Maeve on the head. I am going to go cross the river now. What? What? I love a good challenge. All right. We yes, but look at the bright side. He may be swept away, and we won't see him again. All right. That is a split-of-the-party kind of move there, Valak. If that is what you want to do... That's what he does. I won't stop you as the DM. Goliaths were competitive. You gave, me a, you gave me a challenge. It's swimming fast. He's got to go swim that river. He's got to. By the way, uh, 25 to stealth ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm not helping yeah, yeah, yeah. Valak. Absolutely going to survive. <laughs> All right, then. Is anyone else going to try to cross the river here, or is it just... <laughs> No. No. Okay. I just, I wanted to confirm. I wanted to confirm. I almost died in the other river. A rope with him to set up a crossing point. He's he's in it. How do you set up a crossing point? Okay. So you tie a a rope off up to the side where you're swimming away from, and then you swim across with the rope. You you have a bag of character rolled, right? (laughs) You're the only one there. He doesn't need another person. You tie a rope to it. If you're smart, you're going to go like watch him because he's going right there to the river right next to us. Be like, oh. Look, what do you mean look if at this we're idiot. smart? <laughs> what do you mean if you're smart? We're he's, about to, he's about to do this. And you guys have no faith. You have no faith. Um, absolutely is... not. So, so Dorian will send a message to Valak. You're really going to leave us undefended. I'm going to cross the river at the safest point. Don't worry. Right now is not the safest point. Just to clarify. This isn't it. From the goblins, it is the safest point. Don't worry, we'll be fine. We have Dorian and we have Maeve. And they seem to survive everything. <laughs> you are our two strongest warriors I feel perfectly safe that I will pass out at some point and you will revive me once the fighting is over it is the way I'm sorry not so Valak, Dicky says that it's fine because Maeve and I are here and we're far better protection. I don't know what he's talking about. I wish I'd heard that. Uh, <laughs> probably true, but you know, I've got to climb the, the highest mountain and cross the fiestest river. I can do this. Valak, it's like he's challenging you. Well, after I cross this river, I will come back 
and punch him in the f- no, I won't. That would be violent. It's not right. I will come back and tell him how wrong he was. So, right, Dorian. You see Dorian me? throws his hands up. I've tried. Uh-huh. I've tried. And Maeve is gone. <laughs> We're going to wait for Maeve to come back, I assume? I assume Maeve is right behind me. We asked if she would scout on up ahead, so I'm going to assume she's doing that. Great. Let's walk ever so slowly in that direction. Sounds good. I'll keep my peepers open. Dirt, are you with us? Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dirt, to be fair, she wouldn't answer anyway. Dirt is standing there, and she just kind of gives a, a nod with her head. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to jump a little bit back and forth between Valak and Maeve for a moment as we do this. So, Valak, one of the first things that you're going to have to deal with is the fact that you all are on a raised rocky terrain. So you have to climb down the edge of this rock outcropping before you even got to the riverbank. So, first off, just if you would please be so kind, a athletics check to please climb down this rock face. It is going to be a DC 18, as it is particularly long and steep. It is a 21. Okay. With the occasional slipping moment, you put your hand on a rock and it crumbles away, but... Fortunately, you're a capable and competent enough climber, having climbed up and down mountains and hills all during your youth in your village. You are able to finally get down fairly safely. It takes you a little while to climb down, but you're able to finally get to the riverbank. Maeve, while he's doing that, you are scouting to the south, yes? Yes, toward the bridge. Towards the bridge. Now, it is truly several days of travel to get to the bridge location, like three days. But you can start scouting out beyond the edge of the hill giant village and begin to kind of pick along the rocky terrain. Remember, when you had crossed the river on the other side and gotten into the area, you would come across the goblin patrol. Mm-hmm. You can, and, and in my mind, what I'm thinking is you're scouting ahead to make sure that you don't run into another patrol like that. Yeah. And you said you rolled a 20-something stealth? Yeah, it was 25. 25 stealth, yes. You are able to easily move quickly. You're darting from tree to tree. As a tabaxi, you have an extra bonus to your speed where once around, you can essentially double your speed, Which and then as a rogue, you get and to very, very minor smart. action dash, and then as your main action, you can dash. So you can go like 120 feet and around if you wanted yeah. to. Very, very sneaky, sir. Yes. Roll me a perception check if you'd be ever so kind. Ooh, well, it's a good thing it's a 19 on the die because it's a 19. Okay. You get about two hours out of the village scouting, and I should ask the question, does Maeve assume everyone is now coming after her and she's scouting out ahead? Yes. Or are you expecting to scout out half a day and then come back half a day? Kind of no, I'm assuming people are following me. Okay. And if I come across something, I'll like make a mark unless it's physical beings. So if there's like a trap, there's like a mark for the trap. If there's anything. Okay. You proceed to the south. You come across about three quarters of the day of travel as you're scouting ahead. You come across a fairly grisly site. There has apparently been a conflict with some of the goblins and hobgoblin, the Vazrul's forces, and what appeared to be perhaps a small family of owl bears. And there were no doubt several goblin casualties that were pulled away. But as you proceeded south, you find four owlbear corpses that have been fairly well picked apart. This is clearly something that happened more than a week ago. But the smell, some of the things have gone to rot a bit. It is an unpleasant scene to have stumbled upon. Um, But there's no dead goblins or anything? There are no goblin bodies. Okay. You do find, as you're scouting, especially with your 19 perception, 
You find a couple of broken arrows that seem to be the type of arrows that goblins use. You see one sword that seems to be somewhat crudely made and apparently shattered. And it is of a similar style and make as some of the other goblin weaponry that you've seen. And the bodies are relatively picked over probably from like animals and stuff? Yes. Okay. Eh, I feel like that's not something I really need to warn our crew about, but I don't see any... Are there like footprints or anything leading one direction or any... Give me a survival if you'd be so kind. Yeah. Uh, That's a 10. There are tracks here. You have trouble denoting which direction they were coming from and which direction they were headed to, but there are enough footprints that it seems like there was a fairly large patrol, like at least a squad, if not two kind of size, that had marched through this area at some point. Okay, I'd like to take a stick. Is there dirt, mud, something? Yeah, you, you've, got, you've begun to get back into a bit more vegetation and a bit more soil as opposed to a rocky surface that you're walking on. Okay. I just want to write patrol and then like point an arrow in that direction and then keep moving forward. All right. Yes. You're able to write patrol and kind of mark out a couple of arrows and continue on to the south. All right. Vala, you've made it climbing down. You are trying to get across the river. I need three athletics checks with disadvantage (laughs) as this river is, well, let me put it this way. I can give you, I can say disadvantage, <laughs> or you can roll normally and I'll just up the DC. What would you prefer? And you're on mute, just as an FYI, Balak. Up the DC. Up the DC. Okay. So give me uh, three athletics checks, please. Well, first, he has to secure the rope. So mm-hmm. uh, he's going to take off his armor, secure the rope, tight around his waist, tell Drake to stay, and uh, stretch, limber up, test the water. This is much faster than the last river I crossed, and the time before that I crossed it, and the time before that I crossed it, and then there was the time that I was getting pulled in the river by the rope from the raft from saving Dorian, but I fought a snake. Yes, this will be a much, much bigger challenge than all of those. All right, and then he dives in. Uh, 16, 13, and 26. All right. So with the 16, you start to swim out, but because your rope is attached as it pulls you further and further downstream, you get to a point where you are now at the edge of that rope and it is holding taut and it begins to swing you back to the shore, on still on the same size that you had left from. And he uh, you try again. tries again. Yes. All right. That would be the 13. You slam into the shore even more. You take on some water. You sputter a bit. Mm. You almost feel like you're drowning at one point. Fortunately, at that point, the rope gets to the kind of apex of the swing. And just as you feel you're about to drown, you're able to stand up at the edge of the water. Roll me a constitution saving throw, please. DC 13. DC 14. All right. You do not feel ill effect from swallowing that much water. (laughs) You do not feel ill effect from almost drowning. Yes. It's still mostly not drunk. All right. So you're going to try again? Yes. All right. So you start out real strong, but I need two more athletics checks to try to swim the rest of the distance of the river. 26. 26. Wow. Twenty-sixes. <laughs> my gabber has been flabbered. Or my gaster has been flabbered. My gaster has been flabbered. And Valak is like on the other side. He does uh, the victory, like Rocky at the top of the monuments. He's like punching air and he's jumping up and down. He's like, yes, I am Valak. I did it. Oh, how do I top that? Maybe do it while people are watching. <laughs> All right. 
We miss you. So Valak has made it to the other side of the river where no one else on the party actually is. The rest of the party is progressing south. Dickie and Dorian, are you are you actually leading and progressing south or are you staying and watching Valak? Are you following after Maeve? Well, we were heading south waiting for Maeve okay. to come back and tell us if there's danger up ahead. Great. So the three Ds follow Maeve, who's scouting ahead to the south on the east side of the river. Valak has made himself over to the west side of the river. Valak, do you immediately start turning around heading south, or do you swim back to the other side using the rope as a guideline to get your armor and everything and then come back? Uh, Now that he's done it, he has to use the rope to pull himself back across the river put on his armor and all his gear, get Drake, climb the rock wall, and go find his friends. Okay. Uh, give me an athletics check with advantage to see how long it takes to get back across the river. 26. I'm not even going okay. to roll this. Wow, that is four, <laughs> four 26s in, in a row. row. What? It. What? Mm. It is incredible. Seems Holy fishy. crap. All right. So, yeah, you're able to get back to the other side fairly quickly. It takes you a while to navigate uh, getting on all your gear and then climbing back up the rock face. By the time you get back there, none of the party is there. <laughs> this, this is not surprising. They have no faith in Alec. It is okay. And he starts, uh, let us go, Aubrey, and uh, begins. I know how he will make up time. And he summons his steed. Okay. Describe the spell effect or character ability that uh, class feature that allows you to do that, please. It's a level two paladin spell, and target is an unoccupied space within the range. Duration instantaneous. You summon a spirit. It's verbal and somatic. So he goes, "Wow, I need the lift," and he points to the space next to him. And you summon a spirit that assumes the form of an unusually intelligent, strong, and loyal steed, creating a long-lasting bond with it. Appearing in an unoccupied space within range, the speed takes on the form that you choose. The speed has a statistics of the chosen form, though it is celestial, fey, or fiend. Additionally, if your speed has an intelligence of five or less, it becomes six, and it gains the ability to understand one language of your choice that you speak. The steed serves as your mount, both in and out of combat, and you have an instinct of bond that allows you to fight in a seamless unit. While mounted on the steed, you can make any spell you cast that targets only you also target your steed. When the steed drops to zero points, hit points, it disappears, leaving behind no physical form. You can also dismiss it at any time as an action, causing it to disappear. In either case, casting the spell again summons the same steed, restored towards hit point maximum. While your steed is within one mile of you, you could communicate with it telepathically. You can't have more than one steed bonded to you by the spell. As an action, you can release the steed from its bond at any time, causing it to disappear. So, I'd like to pitch an idea to you. Pitch away. I sent you my request. Pitch away. He-Man. Yes. I'm Cringer. in. I'm in. I was originally all about the Drake life, but I already have a Drake. So, yeah. Give me that big-ass cat. No, no, no. I'm saying that Aubrey is your Cringer. Oh, <gasps> Yes! <laughs> So hard with that, yes. It, I am it looks totally. so much cooler with all that fire behind you. You're just screaming, yes! <laughs> fire everywhere. All right. So, Valak, you stand there and you begin to cast the spell. You pray to to Rao. You say, Rao, I need a lift. And you gesture to the, the space near you. As you do that, Aubrey, who has been resettled back into your pack, actually climbs out, starts to climb down your body, comes out to the ground. As Aubrey is beginning to like actually touch the ground and move away from you, you see Aubrey begin to grow, uh, begin to swell, begin to elongate. And within just a few seconds, 
Aubrey is now the size of a large battle horse, but still a drake, of course, directly in front of you, and seems to turn her head and look at you with far more intelligent eyes than you are used to, and seems to be a almost anticipatory moment waiting for you to say something or do something. Valak uh, looks up and says, appreciate you, old guy. And climbs on Aubrey's back and telepathically says to our uh, let's just go friend, let's just find our companions. Lead the way. So much as Cringer would transform into Battle Cat in He-Man, you now have Aubrey transing, transforming into a riding drake. Uh, I would like to point out that Aubrey's intelligence now is six. Valak's intelligence is eight. <laughs> Great, great. <laughs> there is not a lot of difference. Oh, Mace's going to love talking to Aubrey. <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm going to roll something just because I can. Oh, no. Aubrey's intelligence is actually eight because I just rolled a crit for her. <laughs> Aubrey is as smart as Valak. Wow. Oh, Aubrey's going to be my best friend. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, what color? We never established this. What color chromatically is Aubrey? Uh, oh, I thought we did. I thought she was blue. Yeah, I thought so as well. Oh, that's perfect. Yes, okay. I love it. Okay, so probably an hour, two, uh, hour and a half, two hours after everyone else has proceeded south, the 3Ds begin to hear a little bit of commotion behind them, something rustling through the woods, and out charges Valak riding this oversized Aubrey. And as Aubrey sees the three of you, she slows down her pace without seemingly any va- command from Valak and starts to come over to the three of you. Am I there? You, you are scouting ahead, Maeve. Yeah, you said the three. The three Ds. The three Ds. Dirt, dirt You're an M. Dirt is our third D. Got it. Sorry, I just kept hearing, seeing the three of you. Fair enough. Oh, I apologize. I meant the three Ds three as Ds. you are out scouting, but don't worry, you'll be coming back to the party shortly as it'll be time to for- get a campsite and things of like that going, and I imagine you're not going to scout ahead at night. Mm, not particularly. All right. So, Jordan oh. and Diggy, you now have Valak on a steed. I thought you were going to be on the other side of the river. Yes, I was. I did it. It took a few tries, uh, admittedly, but it was quite challenging. But I did it. But it was probably good that you two guys did not attempt it. It was very challenging for me. We had um, no reason to even attempt it. Well, it was safer. What happened, what happened yeah. to Aubrey? She grew up. She's a doll. Yes, yes. The, she's she's coming to her own. Yes, oh, she's right. she's aware that she's magnificent. It is you, the blessings of Ra. Question before you, Valak. I believe the spell said that she now understands one language. Yes. What language does she now understand? Uh, we'll make this easy and go. With, let's see. That the choices are celestial oh no those are the types that she is yeah and she goes one language. one language i speak so we'll go with if you go with common we have more things to role play with no i kind of want to no i was going to be a giant just to be a dick but no a common is common is perfect okay so dorian says she's magnificent and aubrey's head turns to him and kind of comes over almost like she's expecting to be petted oh, hey there girl how are you Dickie, I think you were trying to say something a moment ago. You talked about a rope. Did you leave the rope there, or did you bring it with you? I left it there. Oh, that's okay. It's very wet. Side to a tree, just in case. Like, I know now that that is a spot for the crossing. If we ever go back there, I need to cross. Sure. Well, let's continue with our march, shall we? I'm I'm in awe. Well, thank you, but uh, this is just a small thing. 
I will find an even bigger river that is even faster, and I will cross that one soon. This will be difficult for my journal. Many people won't believe that you're a real person. I am not. I am Goyf. I wasn't talking about the river. I was talking about Aubrey. Yes, can you be a bit more specific? Uh, Aubrey has been blessed by Ra. I believe that it was a gift for achieving or overcoming a, a new obstacle. Did you ask for this gift, or was it just something that happened? I asked for it, of course. I said that I needed the lift. I needed to find my friends quickly, now that huh. uh, my challenge was complete. And I see. Uh, this is what Rao gave me. Well, hmm. Rao gives wonderful gifts. He does. I guess we're all converting now. Sure. All right. Uh, we, we should catch up with Maeve. She's been scouting ahead. Yes. Let us go see our friend. About this time is where now the four, Dirt, Dicky, Dorian, and Valak, come across the owlbear bodies. Maeve has continued to scout south a little bit, and you all see the word patrol etched, rather kind of scratched into the dirt around the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valak dismounts and investigates the site. Roll me an investigation check. If anyone Is anyone else going to investigate whether they're there? No. Okay. This is an old Ethan. He is trying to figure out how many uh, hobgoblins were involved. Uh, an 11 is a tricky... Yeah, with an 11, there were clear that there were a number of them here. And do you remember when you fought a single owl bear with dirt? Most of the team was around you when you fought that single owl bear, And that was still a notable fight. It wasn't just a walk in the park. These were four owl bears that would have probably likely been defending their nest. So either... Extremely powerful and strong goblins and bugbears and things came through here and did this, or there were a lot of them, and probably they took some casualties. We will have to be very careful as we continue. This is quite a powerful force that is patrolling this area. Hopefully it is not Mm. headed towards the bridge. I would like to see if there are any bodies lying around or body parts. Footprints. Sure. Give me a survival. A survival. Oh, you're 15. All right. Uh, you get much what Maeve noted when she was here as well. The four owlbear bodies have been picked apart by animals and things in the area. Clearly, this happened much more than a week ago, so there have been a number of animals that have come through and picked at, bugs, etc. Some of the meat and flesh has begun to turn and rot as well. There were clearly a lot of goblinoid footprints through the area. You think that they were actually headed from the south to the north and east from here? Like this was a circuit on their patrol, and you figured there were at least 30 goblins or goblinoid-type creatures that were on this patrol. All right. I relay that to the group. Hmm. It seems like a force that we would be able to notice before they reached us, if they were somehow ahead of us. All right. Well, it's not exactly our forte, but let's try not to make much noise. Sure. (laughs) But I'm sure 30 goblins traveling together probably wouldn't even hear us. Quite true. Even Clanky McClankerson over here. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, I've been writing that as his name for this <laughs> entire journal. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Valak, you'll be famous. Well, Clanky McClankerson, oh, really? <laughs> the jokes here are so good. Do not make a noise. <laughs> oh, he's still on that one. Oh. Uh, shall we, then? Uh, listen to me as I move, clink, clink. Clink, 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 clink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alrighty then. Oh. 
you can continue to travel. You can oh, continue dear. to travel for another couple of hours in the course of the day. Maeve, as things begin to start to get a little darker, you kind of reverse course and head back north until you get to the point where you reconnect with all of the party. You continue to a spot where it's reasonable to camp. I would like to fast forward a little bit towards the bridge and meeting up with the Elven forces. So we'll say that the next two days of travel are fairly uneventful. You move decently well, sometimes moving quickly, sometimes the brush is dense and causes you to slow down. You fortunately don't see any other signs of a goblin patrol, which is beneficial. And you eventually do get to a bit of a rock outcropping. And I'm going to move you all over to a map so you can see what I see. And as you are coming across, (laughs) following a little bit of a path, you actually see the remains of a wooden bridge crossing a about 40-foot drop down to the water level itself. Um, you said the, how, the remains of it. Yeah, how rotted is this thing? Hey, that's a very good question to ask. As you approach the wooden bridge, it is clearly seen better days just as you can look at it. If you want to do an investigation or a survival or a nature or a history or I'm willing to accept other checks if you want to pitch them to me to try to get information as to the overall structural stability of this bridge. Sadly, I got a 13. You know, the rope that they strung across the river north of here looks a little more uh, structurally sound than this bridge does. That is a nine on my investigation. Sure, buddy. Question for you, Valak. Are you re-doing the steed spell every day? With Aubrey, or was it just the one day to catch up? You just have to cast it once, and then she's there until she's dismissed or hit points drop to zero, and then okay. she has to do something. Sure. Mine is also a 13, which is not great, but I specifically want to look at the, for lack of a better word, handles. Okay. So, so are, like, are they rope handles? Are they wooden handles? Are they... Rope. So you're saying tight rope walk. I rolled a 23, natural 20 in investigation. Yeah. So Dorian, looking at this bridge, goes, oh, crap. You do not trust the structural stability of this at all. If there was a way to fly across here, that would be the much preferred way of getting across. If you still had to try to cross, Valk should probably go last. And everyone else would go one at a time very, very carefully. Alternatively, if there was a way to reinforce the structure, if there were anything that you could do to try to help repair it magically or otherwise, that would be of benefit to the bridge itself. Anyone have mending? Yes. What? I have mending. Oh. Well, now would be a good time to use it. That would take a long time. It would take a long time. It would, but I would rather not die so while you really deploy, concentrated on it well you do that i will climb down and swim across and climb up again i literally just did this valak i have a question for you what are you trying to prove and who to it's a two-part question to myself and did i can do better than i did last time And what are the deep, dark, seeded problems with yourself that you must constantly prove it to yourself? That you can do these insane things that will probably get you killed and not help us at all! Sorry. Dorian, could you do the mending while they argue? (laughs) Uh, I had already walked away. (laughs) Thank you, Jam. I've quit trying to reason with Valak today. (laughs) We trade. We trade days. I just, I can't anymore. (laughs) I just can't. I just, I just can't. 
I you can't. I love them, but do you? Sometimes there's just no reasoning. Neef, why do you walk so lightly? Mend. So nobody will notice me. Yes. Why do you do that? Why do you wish to not be noticed? Mend. Because I can get so much more done when nobody looks at me. Yes. So it is why I have to beat my own last accomplishment. So nobody will look at you? That doesn't make any sense. It is the thing that drives me. Dorian, let me help you. (laughs) Mend. What? It is... I'll hold this end. It is something that's deeply rooted in all of my people. It is it is how we achieve great things by constantly doing better than we did yesterday. Sure, sure. And I I can actually respect that. My question is Alex's armor is coming off as he's uh, stretching and limbering up. Got to get climb down. What happens on the day that you can't prove that you were better than yesterday? Well, then Rao takes me. Or Rao assists me. Ah, so either you prove you were better than yesterday or you die. Am I hearing that correctly? Well, no, I failed many times trying to cross last time and then I succeeded. I'm just saying, you know, group dynamic wise, maybe don't. And maybe just help us instead of hindering. Well, this will be helpful because I am going to set up a crossing that is safer than this bridge as he's climbing down. Or- Wait, whose rope are you using for a crossing? Um, <laughs> Never mind. I'll just keep mending. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do yourself. It's, it's now a rotting rope because it's been soaked and then it was shoved back in a bag. It sat for several days and now it's yeah, rotting. It's the back. Yeah, it stays, it's, that rope is set up still as a crossing. Still there? Yeah, wait, no. Whose rope? <laughs> He's about to swim across and then you throw a rope to him. And he'll be like, look, see, we have rope now. You know what? We will absolutely not throw a rope to you. Um. <laughs> All right. Okay. And, uh, and I also walk away to help, quote unquote, Dorian and Tiki. Because I'm not, I'm not going to stand around and watch this. Oh, here, help. Grab this end. <laughs> details Aubrey to burrow under the river and across the other side. Because Blue Drake's burrow. They have a burrowing speed. And then he begins his crossing. Burrowing under the river is going to take a while. Yes, so is apparently mending uh, <laughs> six inches of the bridge at a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, definitely going to take several hours to get like the first three boards. Yes, so now we're attacking this problem. Three different angles. We will... Uh... <laughs> Just a quick question. When, when you say it's really dilapidated, is that handle still taut enough to possibly walk across? If the wood is rotten, I imagine the rope is wet. I would like the DM to answer. As you walk up to it, the rope seems to still stretch all the way across to the other side. If you immediately start trying to tightrope walk on it, that'll result in a result. If you want to investigate it before you do that yeah. and actually like touch it and look at it, you can do that as well. I want to do that. Okay, give me an investigation check, please. Or I'll give you even sleight of hand because this is this is a rope-related check. Great, because sleight of hand will give me a 16. I just want to point out that you're attacking Valak for trying to swim across when you're jumping on the idea of tightrope walking across. You do you, I do me. Exactly. Um, Attack wasn't what was happening. Questioning is what was happening. Aggressively questioning. Aggressively questioning. That was exactly where my brain went. Neither of those words are attack. All righty. <laughs> Both of you as, have been scorned. 
as you investigate your rope on both the right and left hand side of the bridge, the rope is horribly, horribly rotted through. You touch it and it seems to almost crumble in your hand. And there was clearly, it was being held up because it's got actually wooden dowels that go to connect to the bridge itself that it was roped through. So it was only because those dowels were supporting its weight periodically that it hadn't just completely fallen away and brought it out in the past. Gotcha. Okay, so follow-up question. Mm-hmm. How far across is it? Basically, the question is, if we were to mend the wooden plank that is holding it together right now and loop a new rope around it and then swing to the other side, would we be able to do it? It's 65 feet across. Mm. So if we linked two of our ropes. Well, that gives you a 100-foot swing, but it probably puts you down. And, uh, so we'd it, still have to climb up. It gives you swing a problem on the Z-axis. So you'd have to swing over and then try to climb up. By the way, I'm trying to figure all this out while Dorian is doing his mending. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Dickie, were you just helping by holding the edge of the bridge, or did you actually have mending as well? No, I was helping him. I was holding one in so that he could mend it. Can you inspire him, like, every time? Oh, yes. <laughs> I tell him a great story of yes. a, a bridge over a river koi. Koi? <laughs> a river ran through it. It was a bridge too far. Oh, Jesus. It was a bridge Christmas just far to build it. Well, it was in Madison County. Oh, my God. It wasn't a bridge to Terrapithia? No, that was a bridge to terrible. <laughs> a bridge to terrible puns, gotcha. Definitely not unabridged. All right, so uh, we've got a few things going on. Valak, you are starting to climb down to the water's edge. Are you riding the drake down as the drake makes the climb down, or are you climbing down independently? Climb down independently. Okay, give me an athletics check, please. That was a 19. All right, it takes you a while. Dorian and Diggy are now on the fourth board of this bridge, casting the mending over and over again. Those four boards, by the way, guys, they look great. They are top-notch condition. Yes. We go for quality, not quantity. (laughs) You know, we're definitely going to have to destroy this on our way out, right? No. Well, I'm just saying, not to say that Valak made a good point, but what? What if the giants want to take it? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, as much as I don't, want to but he's not here valak has kind of got a good point that if this is accessible then the goblins are definitely going to use it so we cross it we destroy it and how will the giants get to cross is my my point they can leap what they're they're giants it's only 65 feet i would like to clarify this is about (laughs) three days travel south of the giant village and it is the bridge from the east side of this river to the west side the east side, which you all are already on, including the giants, is the side with the goblins. I'm aware of that. Okay. The I just giants wanted... also are the ones who told us to go this way, so they're quite aware of it as a safe way of going, or as a preferable way of going to the other way. It wow. was recommended by the giants. It, it was It was a little more the giant shaman, when he was a boy, had seen the bridge. Not necessarily right. that he'd ever crossed the bridge. But I'd asked him for a better way across the river, and this is the way he mentioned Yes. Yep, he didn't have great info. They haven't crossed the bridge or crossed the river much ever, so... Right. Yeah. Cool, right. Cool, cool, cool. So, mending continues to go on. Uh, give me an arcana check. You see just kind of how rapidly you move through that. While that's going on, Valak, roll me an athletics check to try to swim across this river. Uh, a 16. You, okay, that is going to still be problematic for you, and you're going to be carried along on the current significantly. This time you do not have a rope anchoring you back to a tree. So you'll have to come back to the problem. Roll a d6, oh. Dorian. 
Uh, oh, roll a d6. Okay. Aubrey is beginning to burrow. Volok, roll me three d10s, please. I tell him the story of the sword that was broken, but then was That's made easy. whole. So it's, it's a 13 arcana. 22. All right. So, Valak, you end 220 feet downriver, which is to the north of where you all are now. Now, with that, you're going to have to try to climb up the other side and make your way back to the other side of that bridge, if that's what you still want to do. Yes. listening to attackers of opportunity we really enjoyed making this podcast and i hope that you enjoyed listening to it if you did please go ahead and leave a five-star review on itunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on also you can find us on instagram at attackers of opportunity have yourself a great day and we'll see you on the next episode it's true that some things change as we get older but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia brain fog moodiness and weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.